Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, I chat with Lani about the births of her three daughters. Lani's first pregnancy ended early, just shy of 35 weeks, when her waters broke and she was induced to get things going. Although feeling traumatized by that experience, she says it was her spiritual awakening. Choosing to home birth her second and third babies, she speaks about the unexpected anxieties that arose and the contrast between her births. I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Lani, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I was born and grew up in Tasmania, just out of Hobart, which is um, where I've ended back up at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my mom, my dad, my brother all live in Tassie. It's a beautiful place. Um, I traveled back recently from from living in Cairns which I also love um left a bit of my heart there um and I live here with my partner um and our now three daughters I have Zali who is just turned five uh Nova who is two and Fern who is five weeks old beautiful three little sisters did you plan your pregnancies with them um I didn't so much plan as I just opened myself up to um, receiving when when it was ready. Yeah, I just sort of put it out there um, and it happened pretty quickly with all of them after that. Yeah, right. And what was your pregnancy like with your first daughter? Um, so my first with Zali, she was actually born five and a half weeks early. Right. Um, and I was sick the entire time, like <gasps> all day, no. <laughs> just nauseous, oh. vomiting. Um, yeah, not very fun. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. How did you cope with that? Uh, lots of smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> 
packing it with protein as much as I could get yeah, in there. Yeah, I bet. Um, um, and the shower was pretty much my best friend. I'd wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and just sit in the bottom of the shower um, mm. and it would just, it would take the nausea away, just the water, that healing water washing over me. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And the day I finished work, my water's broken. I went into labour with her. Oh. Yeah, very early. Yeah. And what was that labour like for you? So because my water's broke, um, I was actually, um, like I went into hospital and was monitored for a full day and overnight. Um, they ended up wanting to take an ultrasound. I was showing signs of labor, of contractions that hadn't really gone into labor. Um, and they, they sort of told me they weren't happy with the the size of her stomach and um, that they were going to induce me. Um, mm-hmm. So I was induced with her in hospital. Um, I sort of, being my first birth, um, which I originally did want a home birth for and um, I just let the fear of that get the better of me. I'm actually a home birth, me, um, myself and my brother. I have um, one other sibling and we were both home birth. Amazing. Um, so that's very strong in um, in my family. So I guess I felt that pull myself, yeah. um, which I didn't listen to. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess being so, er- being so early as well, it puts a whole other dimension to that experience. Um, so I did put put that all in the hands of the doctors at the time. Um, Sorry, just quickly, how far along were you? 34 and a half weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're quite early. Pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the doctors induced you? Yeah. So they induced me. Um, I remember feeling just really out of place sitting in the hospital chair, um, like not really sure what I was waiting for. <laughs> it's all such like that first time. It's such a strange experience because you just have no idea like what to expect. Um and I guess being induced, it came on very quickly and intensified very quickly. Um, I wanted to be in the water so that they didn't have the option of a water birth in Cairns. She was born in Cairns, sorry. Oh, okay, um, yep. So they didn't have the option of that in the hospital, so I spent a lot of my time in the shower. Um, my midwife, who I had through the MGP program, wasn't able to be there. She um, had a number of other births going on, so I just had the hospital um, midwives that were available, and I think they had three shift changes um, through my labour. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sat in the room the whole time, so they had me on a drip and they had like a monitor monitoring her heart rate which was just really uncomfortable. It was really, really hard to get in any position that was comfortable. They kept telling me I had to sit up because the monitor was slipping off measuring her heart rate and trying to carry this drip around with cords. And I just remember it being a real struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sort of got to the really intense part 
and I remember saying to my partner, just don't let me be on my back. Like, I just don't want to be on my back. Um, it was becoming quite obvious that I couldn't be um, sort of leaning forward and squatting in the position I wanted to because every time I did, they would move me um, to get the monitor back in the right place. Um, I remember getting to the stage where I looked at my midwife and I said, I, f I feel like I need to push. Um, and they checked me and said, no, don't push, don't push. Um, you're only seven centimetres dilated. And I, I just remember thinking at the time, I can't, like, I can't stop my body pushing. My body's just pushing. That's what it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just being in this real surreal, like, half being in the room in that space and then just being totally somewhere else, mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess between the realms of going to grasp my baby um, and still being tired to that room. Um, but I sort of started, I started to lose my voice because I started to um, not really, not really know what was going on except for being in my body and um, feeling what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember at that point it was like someone pressed a button and all of a sudden there was like 10 people surrounding the bed. Um, I'd been put on my back. Mm. Um, my partner, which I don't remember, my partner said that they had told me that they were going to have to give me an episiotomy. Um, and he said, you just like, you just roared and pushed. <laughs> it was like, wow. I must have just sensed what they were, they were doing. He's like, you just pushed her out in that moment. Um, and they didn't have time to do anything, which mm -hmm. I'm glad. Um, cause I feel like they didn't really, they didn't really talk those options over with me before, um, that moment. And in that moment I was unable to really, speak and give them permission or not yeah exactly um he sort of said he was angry because it all happened so quickly that he didn't have the chance to jump he felt guilty that he didn't have the chance to jump in and be like no that's you know that's mm. not okay don't do that um but she like being so small I still remember feeling so powerful in that moment even though I was um on my back which I didn't want with just really foreign um people all around me um, I saw my midwife's face, so she must have come in right at the last moment. Um, they were going, my partner said they were going to put like a little, they call it like a little clip, um, on the baby's head, but I, I think it like it actually screws in. Yeah. So it actually screws in. Mm -hmm. Um, but my midwife that I'd had, um, from the MGP program, so she must've come in right at that time and she just grabbed the monitor and put it straight on the butt where the baby's heart rate was um just as she was coming out so they didn't need to do that and um I'll, I'll be forever thankful for her for that um so I birthed her she was sort of given to me they luckily one of the nurses stopped them cutting the cord straight away and said oh we, we practiced delayed cord clamping in this hospital um which still was I mean only a few moments but better than um not at all mm-hmm and um, they sort of put the baby on my chest, put her on my chest for what felt like a second. 
I remember desperately trying to lift her up to me so I could actually see her because she was down on my chest and um, before she was taken away and um, they were just checking her and um, taking her straight to NICU, which um, was a was a really horrible, like I remember that being a really horrible moment and looking at my partner and just saying, go with her, don't leave her. Mm, um, yeah. And the whole, whole room emptied, the entire room emptied. I was left with one male, I don't even know if he was a nurse or a doctor, um, sewing me up because I'd, I'd, um, I'd torn, obviously, a few in a few different places from um, pushing so strongly and just not, really going with my body's urges yeah and then she was in NICU for two weeks so after straight after I birthed her that was at five past ten at night that induced me at three in the afternoon so it was about seven hours later they actually told my partner that he couldn't stay they sent him home one of the nurses actually said we can't have men wandering the ward with women and children oh (laughs) which I just thought was ridiculous yeah. they've got posters up all through the maternity ward about the importance of the father and um and then they put they put me in a room um and they said we're going to put you in a shared room with a lady who's got her baby in Nico as well but her baby was actually in a crib next to her so being in a room with someone else's baby it just felt surreal mm. like my baby wasn't there um it almost felt like the holy, like I just dreamt the whole experience. Um, yeah. It was just a horrible aftermath of such, like I still look back on it and it was, I still say it was my spiritual awakening, birthing her, like being pregnant, giving birth through all that, um, even though none of it went to plan and it was there was multiple interventions, um, like it was just a, such an insane, crazy experience that yeah. – um, I took a lot of positive things from and I think I just went into survival mode she was in there for two weeks mm. and um there was a seat next to her crib in the, and I would just sit there all day all night um and so it was a few days before I could even hold her she was in like a little humidity crib mm. um and I just feel like a lot of that was unnecessary. They wouldn't let me try and breastfeed her. They said that she um, she was too early, that she wouldn't have her sucking reflex yet. Um, but I honestly believe that she she was kind of ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pulling her tube up, they upped her milk intake from they were like giving her 20 meals to like 50 meals and she was taking it all and just getting like bigger and stronger really mm-hmm. rapidly. Yeah. So. Did they ever, um, I don't know, give you a reason for why you went into such early labour? Was there ever any discussion about that? No, so they took my placenta, which they said looked really healthy, Mm -hmm. um, to do tests on to try and find out and um, I never heard anything back. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. They were, she was 2.1 kilos mm-hmm. but yeah no they said yeah her placenta looks really healthy um yeah and she was fine apart from being early yeah and did she breastfeed okay yeah once she once she was given the chance to awesome. yeah she did um and 
So I pumped. That was probably one of the hardest parts as well was pumping and trying to keep up with her growing milk supply. I remember coming in one morning because um, you really have to be diligent in reading reading the chart and letting them know um, there's milk there. I remember coming in one morning um, and they'd given her formula when I <laughs> I had a stash of milk in the fridge. Mm. Um my part, my partner was. We actually got a hotel room across from the hospital when they discharged me because I just didn't, I didn't want to be away. And he would, he would run the milk over in the middle of the night to make sure that we were keeping up with um, all their feeds. Yeah, amazing job. And how is your mental space after all that? Yeah, so I, I, I know I pushed a lot of it aside when I finally did actually go to the doctor and say, I, I think that I might have postnatal depression. I was told that um, that I couldn't, that it was too long after birth um, to have postnatal depression. But I definitely think, um, yeah, that I did and I internalised a lot of it. Which um, I feel like is a normal response. It's such a catch-22 when you've been through something traumatic. You don't want to dwell on it, but at the same time, it's not healthy to not speak about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just thought, well, that's that's just what happened. Yeah. And if I get too upset about it, then you know, that's going to send me into a, into a spiral and mm. um, focus on the now and the what is. But, yeah, it obviously is still held in your body's memory. Yeah, absolutely. So how long did it take you to feel ready enough to go back for baby number two? So my um, my dad got really sick and we moved back to Tasmania from Cairns. Um, I just always knew that I, like I loved being pregnant and I loved giving birth despite how sick I was and despite that whole experience. Um, I wanted, I was like I wanted to do it better yeah <laughs> I wanted I wanted I, I felt like if I have if I'd gone through it again I would have my voice and I would stand my ground and I would know what to say mm-hmm. um and so I guess that is probably part of processing what what happened and um trying to overcome it was for me was going through that experience again um and I I've always wanted lots of kids so I think we'd been back in Tassie for a year or so and I actually found out I was pregnant um, on my daughter's second birthday. Yeah, her second birthday. Yeah, which was nice. Um, And totally different pregnancy with Nova. She's our middle baby. Um, I, I got sick at the start. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, if I'm going to be sick the entire time with a toddler, mm. I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. <laughs> and people, unless you've been through morning sickness, you just don't understand how debilitating it is. Yeah, you just you can't even concentrate on anyone talking to you. It's just um, – and Sally would – sit with me in the bathroom and go it's okay mummy it's all right mummy you're okay sweet girl (laughs) so beautiful um and luckily first trimester it ended um and I just I had this I was just so tired with Nova um I remember Zalia had stopped her day naps but we would lay down together in the afternoon and have like a solid hour sleep which I was so grateful for Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I wasn't working, which um, was also really nice to be pregnant and um, because I found that really hard with my first being sick and being at work. And mm-hmm. so that was nice. And um, and we decided on a home birth. Oh, awesome. A second. Can we backtrack a little bit to your pregnancies? Had you done any reading or any classes to sort of ready yourself for birth? Um, I, yeah, I felt like I was reading all the books. I was um, probably all the wrong books. Okay. <laughs> really. Yeah, we, I think we went to maybe two or three birthing classes before we had a – so that was another thing with my first is I, I'd never got connected to a community Right. Um, like I didn't meet up with the people that I was going through the birthing classes with. Um, they didn't connect me to any mum's groups. Okay. Um, so I sort of felt really on my own with her. Okay, yeah. And it sort of wasn't until I moved to Tassie and um, it's it's a beautiful like-minded community where I'm living in Tassie and they have like launch into learning and um those sort of programs that I finally started making connections with um, some mums and forming sort of that tribe around me, mm-hmm. that tribe of support. Yeah, so important. Do you want to take us to that first sign of labour with Nova? Yeah, so with all three of them, it's been my waters breaking. Okay. So it has been my first sign of labour. Um. So my my midwife for Nova, my home birth midwife for Nova, was actually trained by the midwife that delivered me as a home birth. Oh so wow! So it was a be- beautiful sort of connection there. She she's been doing home birth for thirty years, and the lady that delivered me had just retired. Yeah, so that was really lovely. My um my waters broke at three in the morning with Nova and I I'd been doing heaps and heaps of inner work um when I was pregnant with Nova so especially leading up to her birth I was doing lots of meditation and visualization and just getting really really excited about her birth Mm um I just didn't have any of the fears that I had with my first um and Although my first was a traumatic experience, I felt I already felt empowered um, and that I had control over this second. Um, so I texted my midwife when my waters broke at three in the morning. Um, I felt really calm and just excited. Um, and I said to her, I'm, I'm going to try and go back to sleep. I'll let you know if anything else happens. Um, I really wanted my older daughter to be there so we woke up at about eight and she was sort of at the age she didn't really understand what was happening we were saying you know your baby sister's going to be here soon and she just wanted to jump around and play and dance and (laughs) my labor just totally stopped (laughs) oh no stopped for a while and I looked at my partner Sam and I was like oh I think maybe we should call mum and get her to come and take I'd set up a whole entire room um, thinking that she would be there and I I would get mum to come and just hang out with her but I just felt like just take her out for a few hours Mm -hmm. and um, you know things might might progress 
which they did straight away. Wow. Um, I think that was about 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, I had hopped into the shower. I had a pretty big contraction um, and Sam had been, my partner had been sitting there timing them and at the same time we said, I think we better call Anna. <laughs> <laughs> and so we called her. She was about an hour. She lives an hour, a little over an hour away. Um, so she got there at 12 31 o'clock mm-hmm. and um, my backup midwife arrived not long after they had sort of just stayed at the other end of the house and were having lunch and she just came to sort of make sure I was fine and that I knew she was there and everything sort of slowed down again when she got there so my contractions were about 10 minutes apart they were really irregular um, I remember looking at her and saying, oh, I think maybe I called you too early, you know, they've sort of slowed down and they're not that intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of had one big contraction and Anna, she must have, she must have heard <laughs> the change in my tone. Um, and so she's come in and that was the first time I, I sort of could feel the fear of my first birth coming back to me and I looked at her and um and I said I feel like I need to push and she just so calmly sat there and said then push Mm, (laughs) if you feel like you need to push then you know then push and um it was just this like wave of calmness I felt this wave of calmness this this just this trust in me trust in the in the process of birth um and she just sat back and let me birth my my baby Mm um it was yeah it was beautiful I wanted to catch her I caught her um she just guided me she said reach down and feel her head um my body instinctively turned I was in the water sorry as well I didn't mention that I had the birthing pool set up and Mm -hmm. um I hopped in the birthing pool to birth her um and yeah, just turned around and caught her, brought her up on my chest and, um, yeah, wow. it was such a beautiful experience mm. and, and just so, so empowering to have that trust put in me. Yeah. And I think it was that first, that first contraction I looked at my partner and I said, call mum, I don't think she's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I got maybe, <laughs> I think I got 15 minutes um of just being in the in the pool with Nova um when mum got home with Zali and Zali just ripped all her clothes off jumped in the birthing pool and she's just like my baby sister's so cute (laughs) that that moment was just the best watching her reaction and just like pure love yeah how amazing and did you have any tearing or was what was your afterbirth like no I had like a small graze Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like I didn't need any stitches or anything. I um birthing that I birthed the placenta I think about maybe half an hour or so afterwards. Mm-hmm. That went all just all smoothly. Um, the midwife and Sam helped pack everything up, and then she left, and we just sort of hung out for the afternoon, mm-hmm. laid on the couch, and yeah, stared at it. Wow, <laughs> so beautiful and. Did you do anything special with your placenta? I I have kept it. It's actually still in the freezer, in the freezer with ferns, and the plan is to plant a tree for all of them. So because the hospital took Zali's, um, we're just going to have a ceremony and 
each of them will choose um, something to plant and we'll plant them at my mum's house because she owns her property. So they'll so have somewhere they can always visit. Nice. Yeah, that's what my mum did with ours. So we had like a special, mine was a jasmine vine. I can't remember what my brother's was, but it was like our special plant in the yeah. garden. Yeah. Love that. It's so cool. How was your pregnancy with Fern? Totally different. I just, I didn't get sick at all. It was also, um, I I started getting interested in essential oils and I um, started he- like quite heavily using them with my pregnancy with Fern. Um, and I really do think that made a bit of a difference because mm-hmm. I my energy level, I just had heaps of energy. I wasn't sick. I didn't feel like I didn't really feel pregnant apart from getting bigger and then starting to feel the kicks. But um, mm-hmm. I just didn't get any of those first trimester, um, yeah, all the hard hard parts of that, which was really good having two little ones that I was running after. <laughs> I did not deal with nausea or exhaustion. I, f- I didn't feel the kicks with her for quite a while either. Okay. Um, so I remember that quite distinctly being like, I'm like I can't wait to feel those really beautiful kicks and um, the pregnancy felt so so quickly so like it went so quick um, and just wishing it to slow slow down yeah and you chose to home birth with her yes another home birth same midwife um, I, I I really was struggling at the end of my pregnancy with Fern to, um, I kept saying to my partner of an evening, like I'm for the first time, I feel like this anxiety, like I'm holding this anxiety. I can't get into the headspace of birth. Um, whether that was to do with just being so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only, like, I was only finding snippets of time to really be able to drop in and connect with her. Um, I would try and do little nighttime routines and really connect and just visualize birth. Um, but I was definitely holding a bit of, um, anxiety there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I sort of, I didn't prepare as quickly as I did with Nova. Like with Nova, I had all the stuff I needed for the home birth Mm -hmm. really early on I was just um so excited and onto it and this time I guess being my third uh I just knew that like I just had confidence that everything would flow um I knew I didn't need as much each each time I've realized how much less Mm -hmm. I need Um, and you really just know what's important. Um, and I remember the night that I went into labor with Fern, I was in the shower and I just said to her, all right, I finally got everything ready. I'm ready when you are. Um, and my waters broke at four the next morning. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I wish that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I had lots of those chats, but they were definitely not listening. Were they oh, over, dear. overdue? Or I went that? to 40 plus three with the twins. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It was That's a struggle. That's different with twins too because they normally do come 
Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were celebrating from 36 wow. weeks and I went over 40 and I still, I had my waters broken because I was just like not coping with the pain of carrying them. Yeah. So it was crazy, crazy wow, times. <laughs> so that's awesome that, you know, she was like, okay, mum, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my waters broke similar time to what they did with Nova. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember jumping up to the, I'd actually just been up with, um, the girls. So I just moved them into, I, we co-sleep. Um, and so my eldest had been in her own room for a little while and I just put Nova in with her. So they were sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got them up to, Nova and getting her back to sleep and gotten back into bed when my waters broke and I sort of jumped back up and said to Sam, ah, oh, I think my waters just broke. <laughs> and um, I was sitting on the toilet and I just had this like wave of fear washed over me. Really? Um, yeah. And I just, I was like, I've, I've done this before and it's, it was fine. And like, I sort of didn't know where it was coming from mm-hmm. um and I knew like I, I knew leading up to it I knew that I needed to work on that um and I found that really hard and in that moment like it quickly turned into excitement but I sort of knew that it was going to be a harder labor and birth which it was it was the hardest of my three um and whether that was just like um the journey that we needed to go on or whether there was lessons in there, I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls sort of, I, I went back to sleep. I got up in the morning. Um, my midwife had actually said, um, if you could just not have your baby on the 10th, please, because she had a wedding to go to that was three hours away. And so this was on um, – <laughs> on the ninth in the morning and I messaged her and I was like, I'm sorry to say, but my water, my water's a oh. broken. <laughs> um, oh. But thinking it was all so quick with, um, with Zali that it would probably be really quick with Fern. Um, but I was really prepared for it to be, so I didn't want to rush it in anyway. So I wanted the girls to be there. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to call mum to, take them away that if them waking up in the morning had slowed everything down I was okay with that Mm -hmm. so everything was really really slow all day um uh, my mum came and dropped some things off and played with the girls for a little bit we went for a walk um and I remember it getting to later in the evening and just sort of saying to Sam all right, like I know that I didn't want to rush it, but I'm getting a bit impatient now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calling, calling the midwife and saying to her, I don't know what you want to do, um, you know, things aren't really progressing that much. And she sort of said, oh, I think I'll just come over anyway. Um, I don't want to get caught in traffic and it's it, it happened so quickly last time. I don't want to miss it. So she came around. We just had dinner and chatted. Um, I ended up putting the girls to bed about 9.30, 10, because I was like, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. 
um, and if it does, it's going to be early morning, and I want them to have have slept. Mm, <laughs> definitely exhausted. So put them to bed. Um, and I think my body's just known each time that I've I've needed to do it on my own mm-hmm. without them there, um, because it was about ten thirty. I had a big contraction. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, it's finally, it's finally amping up. Eleven o'clock, my midwife laid down, and she suggested um, I lay down, which I did. Said to Sam, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep. He said, you're snoring within about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I woke up at about one, one thirty, to like an insanely strong contraction. Um, and I just jumped out of bed, woke him up and said, I've got to get in the pool. Um, and my midwife must have heard because she she got off the couch and sort of got her things ready. Um, and I ended up vomiting a lot through the contractions with Fern. Right, okay. And just the feeling in my lower back and it becoming a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Which, which I didn't really have with Nova. Um, so I was sort of going through really internalising and trying to focus on um, my visualisations and just like remembering my experience with Nova and that I could do this and that moment where you're like giving up is the moment before you're going to get, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with not with Nova and Sally, the pushing stage has been really quick. It's been like a couple of pushes that they've been out. Um, and I remember feeling Fern's head and just it was quite a few pushes. I remember I got to like the last push and I was just like, just come on, come on, baby, come out. <laughs> <laughs> but um I was in the I was in the birth pool again and um I was able to catch her again and bring her up and um the midwife said she actually like the the pointed part of her head was um more on the top than the back which it normally is which could be why it was a little bit harder to push her head out mm-hmm. yeah and she was our first surprise so the first thing my partner said was is it a boy or is it a girl? I was like, I don't know. Is it a baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sisters, they're the best. They are, yeah. yeah Nova and Fern are just, uh, sorry, Nova and Zalia are just like best friends. Um, it's beautiful to watch their relationship. And they just, they just adore her. She took a few moments to take her first breath. So Sam ran in and managed to wake Zali up. So she came out and watched her take her first breath. Um, and mm. I've just I've got this photo of her, like on the other side of the birth pool, looking over at myself, Fern and Sam with just like, I can't even describe the look on her face. It's just this mm. like pure love. Um, but we had a, a cord burning ceremony with Fern. So we sort of um, hopped out of the birthing pool and um, we just all sat around and her core um you birthed the placenta okay i found that like i felt like i was birthing another baby <laughs> so oh okay interesting um but i i actually birthed 
the placenta laying down, which my midwife said, oh, I don't see that. And that was really quick. It was quite quick after I had her. Um, How much did the girls weigh being considered early? So Nova was um, 3175 grams and Jen was 3165. So a 10 grams difference. Okay, yeah. So pretty decent size. For being early, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they were all just sort of ready, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually going back to my uh, – on the topic of, of birthing the placenta, back with, on with my first birth, um, they just pulled the placenta out of me. They just tugged on it oh. and pulled it with um, with Sally. So they sort of took me the chance to go through that, yeah. um, which I think is a really important part of birth. And um, it's, I've, it's been the best postpartum um, journey that I've had so far with Fern. Um, just after, but just my mental state. Um, Have you done anything differently this postpartum period? Um, I've really focused on self and myself. So um, I'm I've went predominantly plant based. Oh, okay, cool. Um, maybe a year or so ago mm-hmm. so I was really focusing on um nourishing foods um I made up a lot of um postpartum rollers with my essential oils which really really helped to have um and I think as well having the girls old enough to play and keep themselves occupied they get each other mm-hmm. like they get themselves up in the morning um, and Sally makes some breakfast and they sort of give oh, me a beautiful. bit of a sleep in and I've had my partner home. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you guys plan to go back for baby number four? Um, every, every time I have a baby, I just love the experience of giving birth as soon as it's over. Um, I want to do that again. I'm not done. Oh, wow. So amazing. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> Is there anything you would do differently if you were to go back for baby number four? I would free birth. Cool. I really wanted to free birth um, Fern. Mm-hmm. I just, and as much as my midwife was supportive, um, just because the label drawn out with Fern and my midwife came so early and sort of hung around, it, it did make me feel a bit like awkward really, just to yeah, have yeah. someone else, even though I knew her um, and she, you know, she pretty much just hung out with the girls and was like at the other end of the house, just not fully having my space. Yeah. Um, and I did, and he just said he'd feel more, like he was like, why don't we just get Anna again? I, he'd feel more comfortable. We are a while away from the hospital. We're about uh, 50 minutes from the hospital um mm-hmm. but I think I've just been doing a lot more work around trusting the experience and I just I, I knew um 100% that um everything would be fine with or without I mean and my mid mm-hmm. my midwife said that too um after I had had Nova she said oh you could do that a hundred times and um you know with Fern she said you'll be fine if I'm not here if I don't make it in time you do birth quickly um you know 
I know you'll be fine. And yeah. I knew that too. But I also, um, like, I needed him to know that and he just felt more comfortable having her, her there. But I think if we were to go back, um, having been through that three times, that he would have the trust um, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for any expectant mums out there? Trust your intuition. Yeah. Just really, uh, it is just like no one knows you and your baby um, and that whole process better than you. And even the first time when you feel like you know nothing, your intuition, just follow that internal Um Please, please be having a hospital birth. Know your rights. Know what you want and voice them early. Um, and if you feel like you can't um, have, have someone like your partner or a doula there to be able to voice them for you. Um, yeah. Because I feel like that's so important in, in having an empowering birth. And I love this quote that I love that is um, birth is is a natural event that occasionally needs medical intervention not a medical emergency that occasionally happens naturally (laughs) yes love that quote I've seen that one too well if you do decide to have another bub you'll have to come on and share that journey with us (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Lani appreciate you coming on thanks so much for having me Sky that brings us to the end of the show guys i realize that home birth is financially not an option for some women or it just simply isn't a personal choice but there is still so many things we can learn from these types of stories i feel like a huge reoccurring tip for most women birthing in a hospital setting is to get informed and use your voice loud and clear and be sure that everyone supporting you is on the same page I hope you guys enjoyed today's show and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. I'll see you guys next Thursday for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.